great smile. I love it. Hello, hello, Nicole here from 360 Wisdom Speaks, and I am at Potapalooza, and I am interviewing another fantastic guest. Her name is Renee Passer-Paul, and she is, her business is Soaring Pathways, and that's healing sexual violence through prevention and recovery. And Renee, welcome, welcome to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Thank you, Nicole. I'm so happy to be here with you. Uh, you know, it's great to get to know these guests and so many fabulous guests here today, but definitely share with our audience, you know, what your business does, because there is a lot of, of recovery involved in the sexual violence and my past uh, being in law enforcement uh, and uh, security at a casino. There is a lot that I've seen that just people, um, don't understand that is going on and it's kind of a hidden right it's it's kind of in the dark what happens with people and and their recovery and the process to prevent it um so please share that with the audience well thank you for this opportunity for me to do that and you are absolutely right there's so much that goes on and honestly the pandemic has made it even worse so the stats before the pandemic were that one in six men and one in three women in their lifetime would experience some form of sexual violence. And those numbers have gone up at least by 30% during what we've all experienced through COVID. There's so much often a, a feeling of shame or blame or guilt or all of those things that comes with having experienced sexual violence and yet the most important thing for people to remember is it's it's not your fault. You're the one who had this happen to you. And it's so critical to be able to find ways to process that, to reach out, to get help, and ultimately realize that no matter how horrific something was that happened, that occurred, that was your trauma, that you can still end up with a life that's filled with love and laughter, joy and happiness. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Sharing that, uh, the, the, having a journey uh, with someone uh, in, in that point of recovery, having somebody that, that, that could, you know, kind of be that foundation for you um, and, and be your fallback person to kind of catch you in that moment. And, and it's so, uh, you know, I, I've been the one to arrive on scene um, after the, a tragedy um, and, and after that moment and to offer them what I can as an energy worker and say, you know what, hey, I'm here for you and I'm going to hold space for you and I'm, I'm going to be here for you until we can get other people in. And there's so much and so many people that come through that that one scene in that one moment that can even heighten um, the, the, the tragedy, unfortunately, but it's, it's something that has to be done. Um, but moving forward, that the, the person uh, or the victim at the time, for lack of any other word, um, needs to have somebody uh, help them to recover and somebody to talk to, uh, because, you know, it, 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 it's such a big moment. And I know a lot of people don't, don't want to talk. 
they don't want to talk to us, of course, and that's understood, absolutely. But um, after you know that moment has um, uh, just the scene has gotten larger, the scene has gotten bigger, and so much is going on, and there's a lot of chaos. They just want to close down even further, um, and and they don't want to readdress this at all. Um, when when you come in and when you help people, what do you do at after that? How how do you help people? Well, first of all, I I wanted to acknowledge something you said earlier about you being the first one on the scene and being there as a support, and that is so so critical uh, for people. Even if you don't know the right thing to say or feel like you don't know the right thing to say just the fact that you're there and you're supportive. And if you can just say those words that I believe you, it's not your fault and be that presence for that person, that can make a huge inroad in how that healing can then move forward from there. As you go forward, yes, it, it becomes the, the victim slash survivor's choice as to how to handle and to process and to deal with what has occurred. My strong recommendation, and this is absolutely from personal experience that I'm speaking from, is that if you keep things bottled up inside, and to further emphasize that, I'm not only speaking from personal experience, this has been what experts in this field have said for years, is that that's, it's toxins that are inside of you. Not the same kind of toxins that if, if you cut yourself and you get an infection, that's gonna hit you physically. These are toxins that are actually even worse because you right. can't see them to do that healing, but yet they're digging away at you and they're doing so much destruction. If you don't get them out, if you don't find a way to let that out and process that and then be able to move forward from there. So right. for me, in my experience, I, I was blessed to have family and friends who were supportive. I went for counseling and I actually thought at the end of the counseling that I was healed. I, I wasn't needing to call myself a victim any longer. And it wasn't till a few years, actually a number of years after that, that I realized that that wasn't enough, that there was other work that needed to be done. And connecting with the world of creativity was what brought me to that ultimate opening and having that healing take place in multiple ways that involved not just words, but a lot of body and deep soul interaction. And it does, and, and you, you, that's a great point because that, that interaction in, in any moment, that, that interaction in that, that sexual exchange, um, whether it, it is something that, that two people decide that they, they want to have that moment together and that intimacy together, or it's something that is not um, somebody is, you know, is not welcome and welcome advance at, at any level. You are exchanging energy 
Uh, it's definitely an energetic exchange. And as we we are in that that moment of the sex, um, sexual intercourse or anything else that that comes with it in that gamut uh, uh, under that umbrella um, is the fact that, you know, any part of that is that exchange. You're taking that person's energy on such a deep, deep level and all the trauma that they have and that brings up a new moment, uh, and that just imprints on the life and and the the, the tragedy um, that that can set if if the victim, if you're staying in that victim model, and so many people stay in survivor mode after that, and they get out of the victim, which is great, and you're getting help, or you're feeling better, and you're feeling more confident, and you're ready to have uh, a better life, a more successful life, but yet um, it's you're not going to reach that um, if you stay at Survivor because it's very stressful in that moment. And we're, you know, now you're burning your adrenal glands. You would never have cleared those toxins and you're carrying them with you and they imprint all over your life, everywhere on different facets. Uh, could you tell our audience, you know, you started to talk about that journey for you and you were once a victim and a survivor. Now you're a mentor. Now you're here to help people. How did you decide or what did it take for you to decide to, to help others? Well, I was listening to a talk show one day. My radio was on as I was driving home from what was then my job. And the topic was that a local longtime serial rapist had been convicted. So the host was encouraging people to call in about this. I heard a woman, we'll just call her Mary, call in. And she said the following, I can't ever love anyone. I can't ever feel safe. I can't have a job. I can't go out. I, after a while, all I heard was this repeat of, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then she said, because I was raped 10 and my brain is waiting to hear 10 days ago, maybe 10 weeks ago, or even 10 months ago. But she said, because I was raped 10 years ago. Well, at this point, I'm yelling at the radio as if she could hear me. Yes, you can. Because all those things she said she couldn't have or be or do, that was what my life was now. Fast forward about 10 years after the stabbing and the rape that had occurred in my life. That was my turning point to take the skills that I had as a teacher and a trainer and with all the knowledge that I had gained from all the interaction I had, as I mentioned, in that creativity world and use that for the purpose of helping. What I realized was having so many people out there who felt like they were either still remaining as a victim or even as a survivor and not feeling that they could be a thriver. Wow. Well, wow. Well said. Uh, you know, that's, yes. Kudos to you for, for not only surviving, but to be here and to open up uh, and, and to say, 
you know, hey, I, I have a voice and, and I want you to rise up and have your voice too. And you wear the color blue, which absolutely represents the throat chakra. It's not only calm, it's cool, it's water, um, you know, and that's lagus, uh, which is emotions. And, and the blue of the throat chakra to be able to speak our truth. But you do it in such a calm, clear, concise way. And I want to thank you uh, because, you know, it, it's, it's very hard, uh, especially in the field that I, I was in and the career that I left behind, to find people that don't want to reactivate a victim but want to share the healing path and, and to share the, the rebirth and the regeneration and the, the creation of a new life. And, and, and to be, uh, you know, in, in, on your soul's journey every day. And, and uh, Renee, could you leave the audience um, maybe with a few tips, at least one, of what they can do moving forward right now? Well, one of my favorite things to tell people has to do with the fact that I'm a certified laughter yoga leader. And yes, that's actually a real thing, <laughs> laughter yoga. It's being able to laugh. Actually, that happened to me on the night when my rape occurred. I was found myself in a restroom with no way to be able to flush the toilet, believe it or not. And when I finally found something that I thought was going to do that, I ended up getting showered with water. And instead, at that moment of falling apart, I started laughing. It was so incredibly healing for me at that moment that it ended up on a journey where I found out about this healing process. If you can laugh, even if it's something that you start off on your own, not that you find something to laugh about, your body doesn't know the difference and it provides you healing on all sorts of levels. So just find, find something, anything that can make you laugh, even if it's just for a little while, it will change your mood and it will give you a different perspective. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Thank you. I, I love laughter. <laughs> I love laughter. It's the wit. It's the change of energy. It is a wonderful thing. You have Absolutely. such a fantastic smile. Uh, this is so great to share with people and, and, and so many good nuggets and a change. And, and you're out there uh, to propel the world forward and go from being triggered to triumphant and really allowing that shift to happen. Because as we heal our body, mind, and soul, we heal the world and, and we find that conscious collective and, and that drive to move forward. Thank you so much, Renee, for being here and being part of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Oh, Nicole, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you.